Welcome to Between Over and Next with your hosts, Holly and Robert, a happily married couple who explore the space between what was, what is, and what's to come. From career changes to navigating life's uncertainties, this dynamic duo will empower you to live your happiest life at every age and stage. So get ready because your journey with Holly and Robert starts now. Welcome, everyone, to Between Over and Next. Hi, Holly. Hi, Robert. You know, a lot of people have been asking us, you know, who's that amazing voice that introduces you each and every time? And I would like to share that today. It is the amazing G. Keith Alexander, who has honored us with doing the, the voice intro for our podcast, intro and outro. He's a veteran in the world of radio, television, news, entertainment. You know, you have to check out his website. It's in the show notes. An amazing, amazing career. And he's a colleague. He's become a friend. I get to work with him and Debbie B on Harlem Week each year. And amazing voice, amazing man. So thank you, G. Keith. Thank you. Thank you, G. Keith. We really, it, it means the world to us that you are part of Between Over and Next and part of our next chapter. Right. So talking about next chapters and someone who's gone through a lot of Between Over and Next, our guest today is Arel Rivers. She is a contemporary romance novel author, but we met her many years ago in, when would you say, in the early 2000s? Early 2000s, yeah. As an event wedding planner. And what you're going to learn today from Arel, who was born and raised in New Jersey, you are going to learn about her journey as an employee to entrepreneurship. You are going to learn about the lessons she's learned along the way with a focus on the underlying motivations, the challenges, the triumphs that she experienced along the way. And we want to make sure that you see through her story, through a Rail River story, the power of the pivot. Yeah. So... Really, because anything is possible when you embrace the pivot, Robert, right? I couldn't agree more. So let's meet Arel Rivers. Hi, Arel. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, we're very excited about having you in for many reasons. We go way back to the very beginning together, certainly in the world of podcasting, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But Let's, let's go back to the real very beginning of your career. You were an attorney. That was what you went to school for, as we'll say. And that's not where you ended up, right? That was not the path for you. So let's talk about that. What was your pivot? I had worked at a large New York law firm. And during that time, I got engaged. And I planned my own wedding. And I loved it. I had a lot of fun with it. And then I went back to practicing law because that's what you do after your, your wedding is over. And so I was like, I don't want to stay here. I just didn't feel fulfilled working there. So my husband, my new husband, I guess at the time, was like, well, you haven't really given law a fair shake. You've been there, I don't remember how many years, five years. And have you really given it a fair trial? So I went from a big New York law firm to a big New Jersey law firm. And I was working there, and it was sort of the older, the more senior I got as a lawyer, 
the more I could see the structure of the company is very hierarchical. And the more I could see the fighting between partners and the goal when you're an eighth year associate is to become a partner, right. buy into the partnership and become a partner. And I was like, why would I want to be a partner with people that hate each other? And so that was sort of the turning point for me. So you said your wedding actually sparked the interest in, in perhaps entering that field. So just tell us a little bit about that transition into becoming a wedding and event planner. Well, it is different because obviously it's a lot more creative of a field than law. But a wedding, if you cut the right down, down, down bare tax of a wedding, are, it's a series of contracts that come together on one day and you have a big, massive celebration. So there was a lot of contracts, contract law, things I knew. So I was comfortable in that area. It was the creative side of it that, you know, was what was really pulling me, what I enjoyed doing. And I really wanted to help busy brides, you know, like myself at the time, you know, who worked corporate jobs to have a wedding where they didn't have to worry about all the millions of details. So that was what initially sparked me. Was that realization what you thought it would be? Did the reality? Yeah. <laughs> Did it match the... the their fantasy. The brides, yes, bride and groom both were usually very, very busy, but a lot of them were also type A's and couldn't give up the control. Yeah, or, or just had to double check, triple check everything. And it just wasn't, the bridezillas pushed me out. <laughs> and I think importantly, you were in control much more than, you know, as an attorney working in a big firm. Yes. I mean, you were at the top of the food chain, essentially, other than the, the client. Well, that's the difference between having a corporate position to entering the world of entrepreneurship. And then you transitioned into your own business with your husband. And that was in the tutoring college counseling space. So what drew you to that job? My husband. He really wanted to do that. He had long harbored the dream of doing tutoring, college counseling, doing teaching. You know, that was his dream. And so we made a go of it. But I never did that part of it. I was always more on the marketing side of it. So tell us what that means. Like, what did you do when you were marketing that business? You know, get the word out. We exist. Come here. You need help. We can help you. All of that, getting on the website. And that was back in 2008, 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. Facebook was just beginning, you know, which you can't imagine that now. But that platform was just beginning. Did podcasts. That was just beginning. So it was, we were sort of ahead of the time because we were involved in it. But not many people were buying what we were trying to sell on that type of that end of it. So here we are on your entrepreneurial journey, because there's a lot of shifts, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, would you say that these changes were inspired by passion, by opportunity, or a combination of both? I think the weddings were definitely passion, and I had a lot of fun, and I met a lot of great people in the wedding industry. 
and had a really good time with it. And then when my husband worked at Bear Stearns and Bear Stearns went under, you know, one day he was doing fine. Literally that night we went home from dinner and the stock crashed. And that was the big crash of 2008. So we were like, what are we doing? So I still did weddings and then I started doing the marketing. And then marketing sort of took a little bit more, more and more. So that's how I pivoted to doing marketing. There was a lot of understanding what I do now as an entrepreneur versus what I did as an employee, because they're two different worlds and you have to learn how to navigate both. You know, whichever one you're in, you have to learn how to make the most of it. So let's turn the page. Pun intended, Aurel. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I need to know really why you wanted to become a romance novelist. Back in the day, at this time, back in this period, Fifty Shades of Grey was like everywhere. One of my and I remember those days. <laughs> he asked me to read it, by the way. The story started to come to me. And I was just like, I was doing marketing, you know, and I was like, what is this story? And like, just kept bang, banging in my head. So I'm like, what is this? I'm like, all right, I'm going to write down these few words to shut it up. So how long did the first one take? Oh, uh, it took a long time. My first book is actually a trilogy. So there's three books. We can show that. Let's show the first book. I'm going to talk about your inspiration in a second, but you've chosen to use me as a model on a lot of the covers. I noticed there was one of my six pack on one of your books. So anyway, I started writing books because I wanted to shut it up and that didn't happen. So and then I would say it probably took me. Hmm, I wrote three books. I would say it probably took me two years to write the first three books. I, but you knew it was going to be a trilogy. Yeah, I started writing it because first book is from. Cole Manchester's point of view from the male point of view. And then the second book is from Rose Morgan's point of view. The third book is from their point of view. Those were the first three books, but then you have 18 books now? I don't know. I sort of lost count. I, I counted on the website lots of book covers. Yeah, and I've been in anthologies. And like, do you count them? Do you not count? I don't know. So yeah, I have stories in anthologies. And you have a lot of following. I hope so. So have you done like conferences and things where you go and you meet fans? I've done author signings. So yeah, I go and you meet fans and, you know, interact. What do they say? I want to know what the fans say. Well, they're very sweet. Don't they get excited like about the characters in the book? They do. Sometimes authors will bring models. The cover models will come with them. And that creates a whole other stir. Have you ever considered these books to become a movie possibly i've thought about it actually one of the stories i wrote out of the gold it's about an actor and a costume designer but the actor is in a movie that i think could be a marvel movie because it is a marvel movie ish in the story it's called dr manipulate and he touches the person's head and rearranges the DNA. I'm like, it would be such a good movie. But Oh, and that's that definitely would be under Marvel. I could see that. 
Are you fulfilled being a romance novelist? It's very fun. My favorite part of writing is plotting. And because it's a psychological aspect, how are you going to craft these two people? And how are you going to get them together? And the psychology behind it and what wounds each person has. And it's a lot more difficult than people realize because they're always, you hear a lot of, oh, romance writers, you know. Right, right. The novel writes itself because it's the same every time. And that's so not true. But that's a stereotype that's out there. And it's just not true. I think there would be depth to have to explore about the characters that you're sharing with the world. Because first of all, there's so much curiosity. So I think that people also like to have some um, understanding of where they were and what the curve is, right? The arc. Well, like, and Fifty Shades of Grey, Christian, when he was a a toddler, you know, his mother died. He had no one there to help him. He fed himself. So now as an adult, he has some issues to work through. Well, it's trauma. So it's not just something to sweep under the rug. You know, this is a real issue and that, that is part of your, your story. is the way he is and how Anna comes and makes him a fuller human being. That's cool. So you've had a very colored journey here. And let's be clear, this is over three decades. It's where we can relate. We've known each other for a long time, decades, and we've worked together. And we should say in the wedding and, and events. And wedding and events. Where we space. first met. Yeah. In the podcast space. Well, we loved working on that with yeah, you. Yeah, that was really amazing. And we did it with intention. And you helped so many people, both with the company itself and with the podcast. Educating was... people, both in person and online. So let's boil it down, right? You, you've gone through this roller coaster ride, reinvention, pivoting, growth. You know, before we started recording, we said we would never be here today if it weren't for all of the days prior to that. So when you think about that, what would you have told your 20-year-old self? My best advice to myself would be don't let others define success for you. Don't define success by a dollar figure. Do what you love and the money will follow. Is there anything you wish you did know earlier on your journey? How much marketing plays a role in in book, you know, because with Amazon, I'm an independently published author, which means I do everything from soup to nuts. I write it. I put a cover on it. I did not create these covers. I hired cover designers. So, Robert, when you posed for that. I should thank your cover designers. Everybody, what you just told us about that really cool logo. Uh, I, I love it. Untamed Coaster is the name of of the band, okay? And I was like, I want a logo for this band. And I actually, I found that logo on Etsy. And I said, that's the logo I want. I changed the words. And there you go. You have the Untamed Coaster. So, and that's what I'm working on now. And these are all available on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. And in Kindle Unlimited as well. Have you done audio versions, please? I have not. There's a big, see, like, that's another thing. You just touched on it, but in the writer sphere currently you have ai generated audiobook which are free mm-hmm. and you have narrated human narrated which are four, four to five thousand dollars 
well, such That's, is the state of, of technology. I just think that marketing is such a broad term that I think that when you assign it to a particular project, you understand the scope of what needs to be done. It is a little bit of selling. It's also about branding. And it's also about connecting with the target audience. I think that your career from attorney to romance novelist and the positions in between have really groomed you to understanding people a lot better based on the variety of people you met along the way. That is very true. And some of them pop up in my book. For better or for worse, some of them pop up. Mm. Yeah, we're all potential personalities. Have you any podcasters in any? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, well, this has really been great. Mm. So we want to we want to let everyone know what's the best way for people to follow you to find out more about you. My website has basically everything in it. Very hard to remember. It's AurelRivers.com. And there will be links in the, yeah. there will be a link in the show notes. Thanks. We will share a link to your books in the show notes and on Amazon as well. I'm an author on Amazon. You can just follow there. And what's your favorite social media platform these days? Honestly, that's a hard question, but I will say Facebook. I have a pretty good Facebook group and that's where I spend my time if I'm going. That's where like-minded people come together. So... It's really beautiful to have a community, right? The community is really what it's all about. And that's in my opinion. So, you know, we have a group and we talk with each other. It's special. The others are a lot more transactional, where this is an opportunity to be more relational through that. Relational as well as it isn't just somebody just giving their opinion and putting it out there. With Facebook, there are interactions. Yes, you're still behind the computer, but you feel... Yeah, and a connection with the exchange. Laurel, we are so happy that you took the time to share your story with everybody because it really is possible that people should really follow their dreams. Mm -hmm. 1,000%. Thank you so much. Holly, did you know that was me on the covers of her books? You know what is really I'm cool is that she mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey. And I wasn't expecting her to say that. No? No. It's one of my favorite books. I mean, it that inspired her. I mean, that was really the spark of her becoming an author. Thank but she was goodness a, for romance writers. But she was an avid Daniel Steele reader. So she always loved the genre of romance novels. And Daniel Steele has a lot of books out. But I'll tell you, Rel has like a lot of books out, yeah. like over 15. Correct. But and, uh, what I loved hearing about her story mm -hmm. was really how marketing plays such a vital role in owning your own business. Mm -hmm. But you learn every step of the way, no matter what J-O-B you've had. Right. So I think it's so cool also hearing her journey from being an employee to an entrepreneur because we experienced much of the same before we started working together. Correct. Right? right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you didn't want to be a suit. 
And, no, 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 no. And I didn't want to work 24-7 right. doing something that was not fulfilling. That's right. I would have never said this in my 30s because I think, you know, when you're young, you think you know everything. And you don't. You can't, obviously. So, you know, so much of what we know comes through life lessons. And if you're paying attention, those life lessons will be valuable. You will build on it. You look at those as successes, not failures, right? Moving from one thing to the next is a success in our book. So she has really taken those interesting pivots, right? It wasn't like, well, I was practicing family law and now I'm practicing criminal law. Right. She's a romance novelist. She's responsible for lots of babies and <laughs> lots of really good Saturday nights and Tuesday nights. And, you know, that's really something. I think it's really cool to have learned having come from the wedding and event space. We hear it all the time, how many mothers of the brides and brides themselves want to become event planners. And I think it's really cool how Arell wanted to enter the space because of planning her own wedding. Yeah, I, which is so are, common. It is so common. Lots of, of wedding planners were inspired by their own wedding, which makes total sense. Right, because there are know? so many details. The other thing that I really want to share with the world is something I'm really proud of because when we were producing Wedding Podcast Network, we then started our, our business, New Media Connection, right afterwards. And that's when we started to produce other individuals and businesses' podcasts. And Arel embraced the technology and the impact that it could have yes. when they had their at top tier tutoring, a tutoring and college counseling business with her husband, that they had a fabulous podcast called Ear on Careers. She had a great business. And, you know, it just, for one reason or another, it pivoted and she moved. And, and listen, it, had she not taken those twists and turns, been open to it, she wouldn't be doing what she's doing today. So, it, so how many of you come to a fork in the road? Right. And you don't know what's next. Well, It's right there. It's waiting as, for you. As Yogi Berra says, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. And that's really what you, you have to do is be open to what's ahead of you. And, you know, make sure that you're facing in the right direction. Because those opportunities may be fleeting. And you don't want to miss it. So be open be in the right frame of mind, and the right things will come your way. You have to trust the universe. And a lot of that comes from from being open to possibilities. Well, I'm inspired by Arel and by you because it really is about taking a chance to change. Yeah. It's all it is is a choice. That's right. That's right. So I want to thank everyone for joining us. And, and I want to thank everybody who's left some beautiful ratings and reviews yes, for our you. show and, and some posts sharing between over and next because it means much more than you'll ever realize when you do leave reviews for things that you like. Right, exactly. And we're so happy you were here we are. today and with us. Yes, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Between Over and Next. We hope you enjoyed this episode and found it meaningful and insightful. If you value it to be worthwhile, please share it with your friends and family. We would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to write a review for us. 
your feedback will help us continue to create content that resonates with you. And don't forget, in the show notes, you can find all the relevant links mentioned in this episode, from accessing free downloads to visiting our website and more. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Simply send us an email. Our email address is hello at hollyandrobert.com. We're always excited to connect with our listeners. So until next time, thank you again for joining us on Between Over and Next. Thank you for listening to Between Over and Next, the podcast that navigates the twists and turns of life with courage, laughter, and a whole lot of inspiration. Tune in every Tuesday to hang out with Holly and Robert on your favorite podcast platform. Visit hollyandrobert.com and follow them on social media to ignite your passion and fuel your dreams.